Okay, Boker Tov. <coughs> Today's daf is daf Chof Vov in Yabamas. Apart from the Mishnah, from top of the page. All the cases that we've discussed in the last couple of days, cases where if a person was involved in some way, either he uh, informed her of the death of her husband, or he was a Chacham, a Tamachacham, who was not Matzer her neder and therefore forced her out of the marriage, uh, or if a person, let's say, brought a get from, and said that, you know, uh, this is the get is from your husband, these guys should not marry the wives, right? Should not marry the wife because it looks suspicious. But let's say So let's say at the time that this happened, these guys already had wives. And then the wives died, then Then these guys are allowed to marry. As these men who supposedly could be under suspicion are allowed to marry the women because at the time that they were that they testified, they were already married. Now the Gemara is going to qualify that possibly. What do you mean they're already married? Maybe they liked her better. So we'll see. And these women died, then they can marry these. And as if at the time that the thing took place, either they gave the Adis or the Chochem wasn't matched the Neder, uh, or he brought the get, they, oh, these guys already had wives, and then subsequently they died, notice the Lashon of Mesa, they died, then they can marry these women. And as the assumption is that people were married to one wife. So if he had a wife, he probably doesn't look so suspicious. More suspicious if he didn't have a wife. Now let's say these women, who was testified about that their husband died, or they were forced out of the marriage because uh, the, the rabbi didn't give them a... Uh, uh, and let's say these women didn't marry the guy that, that under suspicion, that, you know, that, it looks, that it would look funny. I mean, the guy's not really under suspicion, but if he marries her, it would look funny. Let's say they married somebody else, Vinis Garshu, and were divorced or widowed from that other marriage. In other words, the rabbi didn't give her the, the, the um, it wasn't Matronetta. So her husband divorced her, and then she married somebody else. And then that guy died or divorced her. Then she can marry the rabbi again. Then it's okay Unless now. He the Unless he killed the husband. Question is, hmm? Okay, so we'll talk about. I think Mara talks about. We'll see that. And then they can marry again. So there's three hetter over here in our mission. One, the first hetter is that if they had other women. If they were already married, these guys, and then afterwards their wives died, then it doesn't look so bad if they married the person that they gave testimony to they were involved in the case. Uh, the second is, if these women married somebody else in between, then it's also okay. The third thing is, that even though this guy said, let's say, yeah, he's bringing a baby, get did a and he says, let's funny enough, the guy who's bringing the gad, or the guy who says, you know, we, we, I, your husband's dead, I can give testimony, or whatever, he can't marry her, it looks funny, but his... Uh, sons could marry her, or his brothers could marry her. Because that doesn't look so bad. That's okay. We're not worried about that. So the Gemara gave like Mishnah's like these three three bad times. The Gemara Meso ain't discussed. It says, Let's say the the guy's involved. The guy who gave testimony that this woman is uh, is, is a widow. You know that her husband died, or he gave her a get, or that he, whatever it is, he's involved. If they had other women, it's okay. Why? If they had other wives, and then those wives died. It said Mesu. It doesn't say nisgarshu, mesuain nisgarshu. It says if they had other women and then those women died, then they can marry it. What about if he just divorced the other woman? At the time he was married, but he divorced her. Mesuain nisgarshu lo. It sounds like not good. Why would you say not good? Because if she died, she died. Then, you know, he didn't. But if he divorced her, maybe he divorced her because he wants to marry the woman who, who we say is now under suspicion. 
Even if he divorced, as long as he was married at the time that he gave the testimony, or the rabbi at the time that he wasn't Mater Netter, it's okay. Even if he divorced a woman afterwards, it's still okay for him to marry her not, because it doesn't look bad. So Rashi learns, other Rishonim, others learn the other way. Not Rashi learns the other way, but meaning, if there was a long-standing feud, like this guy always was fighting with his wife, and now, years later, he gave testimony about this other woman and said, you know, your husband's dead, or here's the divorce, or whatever like that. So you don't say that he divorced now this, his current wife in order to marry her, because he was always fighting with her. But you've never but had another option. He, he, he never had an option? Okay, so there's ways to look at it. Some tackle on the other way. If there was a fight, as in Marshallah is that way, if there was a fight, us, and then he didn't like her, and he's divorcing her now because he has the other option. But if there's no fight, then uh, just like, you know, maybe divorced her later on, there wasn't any reason. Rashi learns if there was a fight, uh, he was always fighting with her, so then he didn't divorce her now because of this one, because he could have he divorced her before too. And, but if there's no tata, if there's no fight, now he divorced her, then it looks suspicious. That's one. So it all depends on how it looks. In both cases, there was no fight until now. Who started up now? If he started up the fight, then it doesn't look good. It looks like he divorced her in order to marry the other one. If she started it, then now how do you know who started it? So again, with Farsham say it's only speaking about where we know it took place. The whole idea is that this looks suspicious. Don't forget, it's not like there were rumors that he was committing adultery with this woman. It's just that it looks funny. He's the one who's testifying about her, that she's, a, uh, she's permitted to marry, and then he marries her. It looks funny, so it depends on, on the situation, how it looks. And it says, let's say they married somebody else. Now again, this gets what the Moshe said. What happened? Uh, a guy comes along and says that uh, Leah is mutter to marry. Why? Because her husband's dead, or he was, div- or I, 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 or here's the divorce. So it says if they married somebody else, so he shouldn't marry the guy. The guy is bringing it. The shliach shouldn't uh, shouldn't marry her. But if she married somebody else, it says if she married somebody else and then divorced or widowed, then then he could marry her. But what do you mean? If she married somebody else, Kasaja and Misa, Misa Vagarish, and Gerish, I'm assuming we talk like this, what happened? He first said that you're allowed to marry because your husband's dead. We killed him. I saw him being killed. Okay. Now we say you shouldn't marry her. But if she marries somebody else and then she dies, and then and then that other guy dies, then you could marry her. But that means that she's already had two husbands that, that died. So we're assuming we're Misa on Misa. That the case of Misa is if this guy died, is going even on the case where, where her first husband died. And Gerushan and Gerushan, and even in the case of what, that, the, that if you divorce now from this other guy, it's speaking on a case where she was divorced from the first guy. First, whatever, the guy comes along and says, your husband divorced you. Here's the divorce. Okay. She marries now another guy, and she gets divorced from that guy too. Now you can marry her. It's Mashbu, you could marry somebody who's been widowed twice or divorced twice. Two times is a chazaka. In other words, what we call an isha katlanit. She's not supposed to marry isha katlanit who killed him, right? So it's mashma, it's not like Rabbi. Homer betrays him, not a chazaka. So Rabbi will learn that the case of death, when it says from the second marriage, he dies, speaking about where she got a divorce. First she got a divorce, then she got a get. Second case, first case was a get, then second case is a divorce. Now, mentions that it sounds like, and Rashi confirms this, that it sounds like Gerishim is going on a Gerishim, as if to say, you shouldn't marry. Rashi, Taka says, but favors. Rashi says down a lot before the lines get wide. In other words, we think of Risha Kanonis as a woman who kills her husband, but what about a woman who gets divorced twice? Can you marry a woman like that? 
So from Rashi, it's Mashmi of Apollo Ola Masura, she's also, she's a Chazaka, that she's going to kill her husband, and she's going to, she's going to become a widow again, or she's going to get divorced. This business about Kishan Mary Katlonis, we always talk about, you know, she, she buried two husbands, she buried three husbands. Rebbe says, if she, Rebbe says, if you bury two husbands, she's a Chazaka. Rebbe Shimuel says, Buried three husbands, but we talk about burying, not about divorcing. So Rashi is Mashmi even divorcing, and it seems to be a big moral also because it says Gerish and Agerish. But could be the Gemara is going at Gerish and Agerish because Rashi says that the Mizraka is that she divorces her husbands, or that he, they die, or they die. But not either it one be a combination, correct? But not, not a combination. No. But either one. No, it's got to be one or when, the other. When Rashi says it, shot, no, no. The Gemara's answer is that Gerish is going at Misa. And so she, if right. one husband. Uh, died and the other husband divorced her. That doesn't mean anything. That's not a chazak even according to Rebbe. Chazak is two times of the same thing. My point is, is that you see Rashi holds that even a woman who's been divorced twice, according to Rashi, it's mashma. It's a sur. It's a sur. She's she's a chazaka that she divorced her husband's all divorce her. So so, but most rishonim don't learn that. Most rishonim don't say that that's the, that that's not also. It's only also to marry a woman who killed who buried two husbands, not who divorced two husbands. So, but Rosh Zalman Arbach explains that, that the idea of the scholarship doesn't mean that it's us to marry such a woman. We just think it's like a warning. It's not a good idea. Don't marry a woman who's been divorced twice because obviously she's a woman who causes divorces. That's the idea. Whereas a person, a, a woman who, who kills her husband because she's, because she's killed, and according to Rebbe, it's two, we hold it's really three is the Chazak. And even as Mara right. said, there's always an answer. It's only Rebbe, answer. Rebbe, we hold three. Rebbe holds two. Rebbe holds three. And even three today, people still find a terror because, you know, cancer, this, that, and the other, and bad genes, you know, there's always, the, there's always an answer for it. But in general, that's, that's the machot, yeah, the two or three, how do, how but the question is, does it apply to Gerishin also? So only Rashi says Gerishin, and Shem Zalman does, doesn't mean it's not the same power. See, according to Rebbe, according to Rebbe, if it's two or three, respectively, you shouldn't marry, it's also to marry a woman right. like that. She's a katlinist, because you're taking your, you can't put your life in Sakana. But Rashi says even Gerishin, Gerishin, Shem Zalman says, it's not really that it's also to marry, it's just you should be aware you're getting involved in a difficult, uh, difficult situation. I mean, the whole thing is, even according to Rebbe too. How do you factor in something like the Holocaust? Right, right, right exactly, exactly. Does that so, count the no, one no, that you lost? Exactly. So six, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so this man is there. They right. always, they, they always, uh, you know, they always give an answer. They always, there's always an excuse. And when it comes to a pesach halacha, they always have an answer that it's okay. You know, they, they always come up with an answer. It's hard to apply this. <laughs> He had cancer. Like he said, the Holocaust is a good example. The Holocaust, you can't count the Holocaust. You know, what about cancer? Maybe she kills it. So how do you? How do you understand? How do you understand? understand She caused it. She she caused it. She caused it. She caused the cancer. Right, right, right. It's her fault. It doesn't mean where she goes and kills him. Of course not. No, of course not. It means that it's her fault. Yeah, you could say that in the classroom. There's only women here. No, but by don't say that on Shabbos and Shul. Okay. Okay. So even though you gave testimony and said this woman is allowed to get married because she's been divorced or, you know, or, or her husband died, I give testimony. You can't marry her because it looks suspicious, but your sons or your brothers could. We learned before, we learned, well, this was, we didn't have this yet, but later on, if there's suspicion that you committed adultery with a woman, and that's, adultery doesn't necessarily mean <coughs> it just means that there's suspicion that you're sleeping with this lady. Also, you shouldn't marry her mother <coughs> or her sister or her daughters. You shouldn't marry them. 
What's the concern? The concern is if you marry one of her sisters or mother or daughter, and you're allowed to marry her technically. Technically, technically it's not. It's not also. It's not like you're married. Uh, uh, you're married to it's a woman. You can't marry. So it's not your wife. But there's suspicion. You shouldn't. It's usur be'imavitsa. What's the reason why you shouldn't? You shouldn't because we're afraid that you're going to be married to this woman, mm-hmm. and you already have a relationship with her sister or her mm-hmm. daughter or her mother, and you might come to be his manki panki because you already you feel mm-hmm. close to her. So he says you should do it. So here also, why don't you say if there you shouldn't marry this woman? Why? Because it looks suspicious if you gave testimony that she's allowed to get married. So you should also you shouldn't your son or your brother shouldn't marry me either. Because if you're your brother mother, maybe you'll, maybe you're playing a little game over here. Okay, I can't marry her. So I'll tell you what, marry my brother, and uh, this way we'll you know they'll always be around and we can uh, play around. So why don't you say something like that? Why does Mishnah say you could? Mishnah says you could marry the brothers or the, the kids. And so Nashul Gabi Nashishrich and Dazlan. Women are close to another, as they're always, you know, schmooze and stuff like that. So therefore we say, if there's suspicion that you that you had a relationship, let's say, with this woman, don't marry her sister or her mother, because you know you're always gonna be hanging around there and the hanky panky will come up. But men aren't uh, you know, men go to work, they're right traveling, whatever. It's not the same with men. Inami, or you could say, here's here's the point. The concern is we say don't marry your sister because here's the problem. When we say don't, if you're suspicious, uh, there's suspicion with you and a woman, don't marry her sister or her mother because let's say you do marry her, right? Then it's also for you to live with this lady because now she's a sister or a daughter or a mother of your wife. But if you do live with her, sister chorus, but you don't ask her on your own wife. You see, so the women I can so say, okay, she played around with my sister or my daughter, but I, but she doesn't. My marriage doesn't go away. This is no, women. So you know, initially, sleeping with the sister or the mother, whatever, doesn't usher on the on the wife herself. So they're not going to be so makbid. Therefore, we say don't marry her because we know that she's, if you marry her, she's not going to be so makbid if you sleep with her sister or her mother or her daughter. Because even though you did a terrible sin, it's karis, but you don't ruin the marriage. Whereas Gavri but let's say the man says, "Listen, okay, uh, you know, I have suspicion. I can't marry her because I, if that's what I'll marry her. My brother, my brother will marry her. Okay, so your brother will marry her. But if my brother marries her, my brother's not going to want me to live with her because then, then, he, then his marriage is over because she committed adultery. See, so adultery like that, adultery with a married woman, right, ru- ruins it. In the case of the system that we're talking about, you're going to commit adultery with your wife's sister, but not with a married woman. You're not ruining the marriage. The marriage doesn't go. But here, the marriage will be destroyed. Therefore, therefore, they're not. Therefore, they're mocked. And therefore, there's no concern that if you gave testimony about this woman, and we're concerned, maybe, maybe you're lying. You, she can marry your brother. She could marry your brother and your son. Why? Because there's no concern. Your brother, your son, is not going to allow you to live with her now because it's going to ruin his marriage. You won't be able to stay married to her. Why doesn't the father mention? You said Why doesn't the father mention? Make it in sync with the other one that talks about the mother in their case with Anitan. Certainly, your father. If your father marries her, you're going to be bushy. You're not going to sleep with your father's wife. So even though you had a relationship before, we go with the sheet of that. That um, you know that you well you know here we're talking about your father is marrying your your uh, the girl that you uh, that your girlfriend your father's marrying your girlfriend so once your father's married to her, you're going to be ashamed you're not going to want to touch her father says look listen I, you know I knew her before you kid I'm going to sleep with her now therefore the chiddush is that um, that you can even marry your son because the son also if he marries the son you're not going to the son's not going to want you to live with her because you're going to ruin his marriage. Now we begin the third parak. We talk. Allah we mentioned this in the first mission. We've already learned. Four brothers. Two of them were married to two sisters. 
Okay, uh, the Gemara gives a talk here for the first time. The Gemara talks about Reuben and Shimon later on, so we'll mention Reuben and Shimon as being the survivors, as opposed to what we learned before. The Gemara's examples of Reuben and Shimon being the survivors. So let's say Levi and Yehuda were married to Leah. Levi, yeah, see, Levi, Leah. Levi and Yehuda were married to, to, um, to Leah and Rachel, two brothers to two sisters, and the two brothers died. And they fell before who? Reuben and Shimon. The two brothers, Levin, you to die. You have to do chalitza, not even. Why can't you do even? Because it's a chot Because each one, it's a chot Each one who you marry is the sister of your zakuk. So therefore, you do chalitza. Now again, a chot so we could say is maybe drabanan, right? So he says, you have to do chalitza, not even. Again, because even though we say that normally, normally what? So the rabbi said, better do chalitza in a case like this. Let's say you marry them. So the Tanakhama says, Yotziu. Rabbi Lazar, Amr Beshami says, Yikayim Beisalim Yotziu. It's a machlokis whether you can keep them or not. Because you were over on a chutzkukoso, right? So Beisalim says, you got to get rid of them. Beisalim says, you can leave them be. Now we'll see what that machlokis is talking later on. We had this also before. Let's say, whatever, Reuben and Shimon now had these two sisters fell to them. So they're not supposed to make Yimidim and Sachos Kukasa. But let's say it's more than a Chos Kukasa. Let's say one of them is also his mother in law. If it's your mother in law, you can't marry her anyway, but you could marry the other one. So it's no longer. So, so let's say Reuben can now marry uh, Rachel because Leah is his mother in law. So since it's his mother in law, she says, Ah, you say, doesn't she pater the Tsaras? No, they're not Tsaras. They fell from two different brothers. They're two different brothers. So since she can't marry, since Reuben can't marry Leah because it's his mother-in-law, there's no Yibim there at all. There's no Zakuk, and therefore he could marry Rachel. So he's allowed. He's also her. Let's say he also Leah can marry Rachel. But the second one, let's say Shimon. Shimon for Shimon, each one's a Chosku Kaso. Uh, we mentioned this before also. Isra Mitzvah is like your grandmother, all the Shneas, whether we were eight and then, uh, and then six more, whether 16 or 17. Uh, you're, you're, you're like your grandmother, it's not a that the rabbi's house, it's a Kedusha, let's say a coin to a Kedusha. Again, we say over there because that's Drabbanan, when there's an Isra or we, even if you say Isra in the first case, remember, according to Kedusha, technically there should be even, but the reason we said, the rabbi said, give Chalitza because you can only live with her one time and that's it. Let's say Ruvain, let's say Leah was Reuven's mother-in-law, and Rachel was Shimon's mother-in-law. So Shimon can't marry Rachel, and Leah and Reuven can't marry Leah, but they can each marry the other one. So very good. This is a case where we say two sisters fell. Leah and Rachel now fell from Levi and Yehuda. Levi and Yehuda were their respective husbands. Levi and Yehuda died. Leah and Rachel now fell to Reuben and Shimon. They are sisters, and 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 they could do and they can make either chalitza or yibum. Why? Because since really one, each one of them only is falling to one brother, Leah is not falling to Reuven because it's his mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. So Rachel is falling to Reuven. So Reuben can either do chalitza or yibum on Rachel, and the other one, Rachel cannot marry uh, cannot marry Shimon because it's his mother-in-law. So he can do yibum or chalitza with with uh, Leah. <laughs> No, 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 no. no. The same. The, 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 they're, they're, the sisters and brothers are the sisters are from the Schwartzes and the things are from the Friedmans, right? The, the, the sisters are right. The brothers are Schwartzes and the sisters are Friedmans. Now, there's four brothers of Schwartz. 
And two of them are married to two sisters, Leah and Rachel. That's, that's Levi and Yudah. And Levi and Yudah died. And they fell Yibam to Reuben and Shimon. So the two sisters are sisters, but it could also be, it could also be Reuben and Shimon have other wives. They have other wives. Right? And who are those wives? The daughters of Leah and Rachel. So they're Leah and Rachel, they're mothers-in-law. Or some other relationship, other everything. That's just an example. Shema and Yesh Zika. Lachar, the fact that you say Achotz Kukasa was Osir, you can't miss, you hear here is Zika, the Yain Zika, if you say Ein Zika, because we had this Machotz before, and what does that mean? We know that, of course, of course, Yavama falls, you have to do Yimar Chalitza, and she can't marry somebody else, but is the Zika strong enough that she's like Mary? Remember the Nafkamina we had before Michael is, if, let's say, you have a Yavama, Shemeris Yavam, right? And then she dies, before you got a chance to eat Chalitza. Are you also to marry her mother or not? If it's like you're married to Yisrael, then you can't marry the mother. That was Machlok said before. So the Harvey says, "Yisrael could be Ein Zika, Mifti Hani Mitrei Bati Kassan." If you say Ein Zika, Lachara, what do you? Lachara, these two, these two women fell from two different houses. Meaning, Lein Rachel fell from Levi and Yudah, not from the same one. They're not Saros. So how do you have Machlok? Did she want to marry one of them? Why can't Reuben Shem each marry one? So the Harvey proved that Yisrael is one of them. Ein Zika. You could say that. You could say that that's why Achotz Kukasa was Aser. No. The rabbi said Achotz Kukasa was Aser. Is that because it's considered like they're married? <coughs> That's the Yesh Zika. Or I could tell, like we said before, The reason why he said, it's not like they're married. Meaning, what does it mean like they're married? That means that if the, if the Yavama dies, in the case where there was one Yavama, and the, and the Yavama dies, the, the Yavam could marry her mother, Ein Zika. And it wasn't like they were really married. But so I really say you have to because we're afraid because uh, we say also about why Dilma Adam Yamchad. So maybe you could make Yamchad. What happens? You have Reuben and Shimon over here. After maybe Yam Leah and Rachel. Now you're on Leah and Rachel, and you say why can't each one marry one? We're afraid if Reuben marries Leah before Shimon gets a chance to marry Rachel, Shimon dies, and there's no more brothers. Now what will happen? What happens to, to what happens to Rachel? Rachel can't marry Reuben because it's his wife's sister. See, Reuven did, Reuven did Yibam to Leah, to one of them. Now, before, he, before Rachel got a chance to get Yibam or Chalitza from Shimon, Shimon died. Ah, so that's what we're afraid. Maybe Shimon will die. Maybe Shimon will die. Now there will be no... Now this Rachel, who originally had a mitzvah of Yibam or Chalitza, is getting nothing. We're afraid of that. So if that's the case, if you tell me what... If you tell me the Chiddush of, of, of Zika, oh, so you tell me, you know, if there's two, four brothers and two die, so each one can't do Chalitza and Yibam. But if the whole thing is also about the mitzvah Yaman, plus why do you give a case with, with four brothers? Just give me a case with three brothers. Two brothers die. Reuben and Shimon and Mitzvah were married. Two brothers died. They left the two sisters to Levi, right? So the, the halach is you get they each get chalitza and not even just tell me that why each get chalitza because if you because if you marry one of them, think about it. It's only one brother, Michael. One brother surviving. And he has two sisters who felt him from two brothers. As soon as he marries one, he can't do the other one because he's Nazachot Kukasa. Once he marries one, so tell me that if the Chiddush is also the Yatsa Mitzvah, tell me that case. Yachit Tlasanami says, Lomi Boy Kamer. Lomi Boy says, Tlasa, certainly the three, the Vadibatsunim. Because if there's only three brothers and two brothers die, as soon as late, the surviving brother performs even on one of them, he's automatically be Mavatul Mitzvah, even if nobody dies. It's because he can only marry one. If he marries one sister, he can't marry the other one now. But if there's, if there's two brothers who die, who, two survivors, and now Reuben can marry one and Shimon can marry the other, so you might say, what, am I going to worry that Shimon's going to die at any time? Why are you worried about that? I'm going to say, Kamash Mani is worried about the Misa. So therefore, the reason why it's Chalitza, why is it 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 Chalitza, why is
obviously there is a zika that she right. can marry him. But I mean, is yes, is it strong enough that it's like a marriage and therefore you do chalitza not even? That's a chotz kukaso. Or it's because the rabbi said we're afraid to be matzal even, therefore do chalitza not even. Again, but it's always whenever you find chotz from someone says the rabbi said that. It's no such thing as the metarais. Metarais says even as chalitza, there's no even as chalitza. This man is that. The rabbi said do chalitza, don't do even. But metarais, if, if, if there's no case of even, there's no case of chalitza. That's the case, Hamishanami. So why talk about a case of that? If you're worried about maybe someone's going to die, so give me a bigger case, Hamishanami. Hamishanami, who knows what happened over here? That there was another brother. There was, there was Levi, and, uh, Levi and Yehuda. Who's the next one? You saw Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar. There was three. You, you, they were married to three. They were married. They were married to the Chamishanami. Chamishanami. Shnayim Nesum. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not 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 that we're married to three. Two were brother. Two were married to. Like, well, it's a reverse case of Reuben and Shimon. But let's say Reuben and Shimon now were the ones who were married who died, and they and they died, and there are three brothers remaining. So why don't you say? Why don't you say that they should do chalitza, not yibam? Why, according to this idea that the concern is that maybe one will die, maybe two will die. Why do you say, there's three brothers there, why, when there's three brothers remaining and there's two wives, so you say, what, make one yibam, make chalitza. No, do everybody should do chalitza. Why? Because you're afraid if one makes yibam on one, then there, and then there are two more brothers. Maybe both brothers will die and nobody will get a chance to do rachel, and therefore, therefore better do chalitza on both. Why don't you say that too? He says, the betray l'chashe, that far we don't go. In other words, he's saying, according to the one who says that the reason is because of he says that if two brothers married to two sisters, and the two brothers died, and there were, let's say, three or four or five brothers remaining, then you could do Yibam. You don't have to do Chalitza. I, what about Achos Kukoso? We don't say Yezika. In other words, yeah, you have to marry, but there's no Isra of Achos Kukoso. No, there's Achos Kukoso. It's Rabbanan. The Rabbanan didn't say this. There is no Zika. So technically, you could. But if there's only, you see, if there's one brother remaining, then he shouldn't do it because if he marries one, he forces the other one out. Even if there's two brothers, maybe one brother will die. If you're going to be concerned about two or more brothers, then we're not concerned about it. Now we're going to get into a new Indian. This is really, the, today, the rest of today's staff and tomorrow's staff is borrowed from Paragraph fifth Parak, which is a difficult concept. The concept is, is chalitza, can you do chalitza twice on the same woman if it's a poor chalitza? What do you mean? There's a weak, now we're getting, what? if it's a poor chalitza, like there's a weaker chalitza and a stronger chalitza. What are we talking about? Right. Three sisters. Three sisters, again, three sisters. Now we're talking about Levi, uh, Levi, Yehud, and Yisachar. Three brothers were married to three sisters. There's two brothers now. Two brothers, and what happened to them? They had three sisters fall to them. So Reuben does chalitza to one. Shimon does chalitza to the other one. The middle one means the third one. needs a chalitza from both of them. Woo! Why not just one of them? Why can't just one brother do chalitza on all three? Right? Right? We say, I understand, don't give him a chotzkukasa. We just explained on Amalfi, the chotzkukasa, because mitzvah But he says, one does chalitza, and the third one needs chalitza on both. Now, Rav introduces this concept, and the reason is because it's the first one's a weak chalitza. What do, you mean, what do I mean by that? When Reuven, Reuven does chalitza on one, Shimon does chalitza on the other. Now we come to the third girl. Mm-hmm. Okay? Here you can't do, you can't make even on her. Why? Because he, she's a chalutz so, which is a, which is a chalutz gurusha so, you can't marry, right? So since it's so the chalitz, you can't make if you can't make even the chalitz you're giving is a weak chalitza because it doesn't have a strong zika there to begin with. So that's what he says. Two make it better. So two makes it better because that's because his rule is. Now I'm saying Amalei Rabba, Amalei Rabba, 
Midikar Menam Sasri Chalitza, I'm explaining, he's going to explain now. Since you say the, the third one needs Chalitza Mishneim, Kasarvas, you must hold Yesh Zika. In other words, when the brothers die, there's a Zika between the three uh, widows and all the brothers who are remaining, in this case, two brothers who are remaining, Reuven and Shem, Yesh Zika. And because there's a Zika in both, and you can't marry a Chot Chalitza so. It's a weak chalitza, but chalitza psula, he holds it. Chalitza psula, a weak chalitza, and has to be given by all the brothers. That's his shita. Now, we don't necessarily hold it way, but that's what Rav says. So the Gemara says, So, wait a minute. Why only on the third sister? Who, on the third sister? Think about it. The first two also, you can't from him because it's a chotzku koso, like we said on and off the Mishnah. Here you're singing. The third sister, you can't make him on white. Because you already made chalitza on the other two, so it's achot chalitza. So the first two sisters are also achot zakukato, and it's also a weak chalitza. Ihochi kamai sanami. Yeah, you're right. Idunaf of basachas. If they all were there at the same time, basachas doesn't mean that there was a traffic accident. They died in a split second. It means if they were all yavamas shomeris yavam at the same time. You're right. Then you can't marry any one of them. And therefore, if you give chalitza, you need a weak chalitza. He's saying it effectively. When Amisha says, when Amisha says, according to this sheet of Rav, you would need chalitza from both, from of, both of them. One. Correct, for each one. This is a new concept. That, it, that you need, a, this is Rav's concept, that, that you need chalitza on the same girl twice from all the brothers. All the brothers. What happened over here was the three sisters they weren't Yavamas at the same time. What happened was one brother died. Okay? What happened was the first one died. Let's say Levi's wife died. See, here he starts giving the names. So the two brothers were any survivors were Reuven and Shimon. Reuven gave her Chalitz. Fine. Now Yehuda's wife died. And she's a sister, right? Cholitzla Shimon. Notice, notice, he says Shimon gave her Chalitza. Why not Ruvain? No, no, no. Why not both? But at the time that, at, at this point, she's a single Yavama. There's nobody else who's a widow right now. The other one got Chalitza already. Yeah. Now, now Yehuda died and left his wife. Shimon gave her Chalitza. Not Ruvain, because for Ruvain it's a Chot Chalitza so, because he's already gave Chalitza to the sister. So it's a, chalitza, it's a weak one. But Shimon gives her a regular Chalitza. Chalitza Shimon. Nafla Idach, now Yisachar's wife died. Chalitza Lahai. So Ruvain gave her Chalitza. Mafkazikas takes away his again. Chalitza Lahai, Mafkazikas. But each one has to give it because it's a weak, it's a weak one. In other words, if you're giving Chalitza to a, to a Chalitza Kukato or to a Chot Chalitza so, it's a weak one. Therefore, to go on each one. The Ivam Rabbein Zika. So you're, it's all based on the fact that there's a strong Zika. There's a Zika. As soon as a woman dies, she's connected to all the brothers. So again, wait a minute. If what? If there's no, if it's a good Chalitza, even though she's connected to all the brothers, let's go back. Let's say there's only one brother. One brother died and there's only one brother, right? Or, or, there's, or there's three brothers. No, one brother died and there's three surviving brothers. And none of them are married. doesn't make it. Just one woman died. So she's connected to all three of them. Yes, but since the chalitza of one of them is a strong chalitza, because it's not a chotz chalitza so or chotz kukakho, that chalitza can, can take away everybody's. That's what he said, even if yelled yezika. But if, 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 there's, if there's three surviving brothers and, 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 and the chalitza you're giving is a weak one because you can't marry them either, then that his sheet is, you gotta get chalitza, you gotta chalitza from all of them. I bet Rav himself holds Zainzik. He says, Ladivri Omer Yezika coming. He's saying it according to one's Yezika. So that's Rav Shito. Shmuel disagrees. Shmuel Omer Echet Cholitz the Kulam. One gives chalitza all of them. He doesn't say this business about you gotta chalitza over and over again. He doesn't have. Shmuel is gonna say tomorrow's daf that you need a good chalitza. What does it mean? Let's say you had two sisters who fell before two brothers, right? From two different brothers. And each one has a tzara. Each one's got a tzara. 
So he says, if you gave chalitza to the sisters, right, you have two sisters, right? If you gave chalitza to the sisters, they're not tsars. Why? Because since you're giving chalitza, you can't marry either sister because it's a chot zukukato, right? So therefore, therefore, the, but the tsaros are in a stronger position because they're not really like related. So you, you, you're, you're not, you, you have to give chalitza to the tsars too. He doesn't say, you have to give, say that, uh, that several people have to give chalitza to the same woman, but he says, if you gave chalitza to the sisters, you're not in difference. We'll see this more tomorrow. So therefore, in this case, where you have two sisters, you have, what happened? You have, you have three sisters over here who, 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 who fell Yibam, right? So it, it, the chalitza of Shimon would be a good chalitza because he hasn't done a chalitza to the first one. We're moving to the first one. So chalitza, why would, why would, why would, uh, why would um, Shmuel say that Reuben should give a chalitza? So obviously you see, that, you see that Shmuel holds that you need a good chalitza. When it's a choice of its chalitza, it's better to give a good chalitza, meaning give chalitza to the Tzoros and not to the sisters. In that case, we'll talk about more tomorrow. But he said, you have to give a chalitza. So therefore, why would he say over here that if the three sisters fell, you can give one chalitza to all of them? If, if Ru- once Reuben gave chalitza to one, so Shimon should, Shimon should be the one giving a chalitza to the second one because the second one to Reuben is a chot chalitza so. So hecha the kaima chalitza to Shimon, which if the chalitza of Shimon would be a good chalitza because he hasn't given chalitza, then it's not a chot chalitza so to him. Chalitza, Reuben chalitza psula. When he says one, he's got talking on the last of the three of them. He also agrees. Reuben gives to one, Shimon gives to another, and the third one, and there's only two surviving brothers, right? So one of them gives chalitza to either one because for each one of them it's a chot chalitza so but it's enough to give one. Shmuel doesn't say this business that you got to get a chalitza for each one. Shmuel says, yes, it's always better to give the best chalitza, right? Don't give a chalitza. But over here, where this third sister who fell now, to each and one of the surviving brothers, she's a chot chalitza so, because the two brothers already gave, one to, one to uh, Leah and one to, uh, and one to Rachel. So the third sister is for sure going to be a chot chalitza so. I have a cool incomer. He says, Mash brothers is cool one, give one. He says, Kivan the Rubicum, Agave Kamei, Kari Lakul. And since, since most of them, one's going to give to two, so he calls that, it's a dochic answer, but he says, you know, it's not really that one brother gives chalitza to all three. One gives to one, one gives to the other, and then one of them gives to the third one. Or Ibai Seima, Ibai Seima, Kikam Shmuel Chalitza Ma'ayabin, and where Shmuel say you need to chalitza anime lemifta tzoros to get rid of the tzara, right? To get rid of the of the co-wife of a mifta nafsha patra, but but to patra herself, patra. And here we're talking about herself. So here, you know, as you ask, what about Shmuel? So so the the second answer solves the problem that you don't have to say Shmuel says when when Shmuel says echad chalitzakul, he talk means literally echad chalitzakul. One gives chalitza to all of them. I, it's not such a strong chalitza. So what? Well, a strong chalitza can patra. The problem with the strong chalitza is patring up her tzara, but patring up herself. In other words, Shmuel would say in this case where Levi and you, Levi, Yehud and Sochar died, leaving three sisters to Reuben and Shimon. Again, he would Reuben. Uh, Rob says Reuben gives chalitza to one, Shimon gives chalitza to the other, and the third one, right, because they were all there at the same time. And the third one gets chalitza from both because a weak a weak chalitza, every brother has to give chalitza. Shmuel says no, 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 no. It's a weak chalitza, but still one brother can give chalitza to all of them. I will pick it up right tomorrow. It's Shem and Gufa. About the eighth line where we just left out, those will start tomorrow. Shem at five thirty. In the fifth paragraph, we're going to talk about Ein Chalitza, Chalitza, Ein Ged, Ged, all these things I talk about. Now, now that we introduce this new concept, things aren't accomplished enough. This idea of a weak Chalitza. A weak Chalitza where you couldn't have done the even, that's a weak Chalitza.
Thank you. 